Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B.I.G. Ah! It'd be sort of like uh, what they do in Amsterdam, and that seems to have worked out for that country, right? Okay, Muggs, Amsterdam's not a country. Oh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's that a city. Was, Muggs, do you know what country Amsterdam is in? Yes, Denmark. Got something in my front pocket for you. Why don't you reach on in my pocket and see what it is? Then grab onto it just for you. Give a little squeeze and say, how do you do? There's something in my front pocket. There's something in my front pocket. There's something in my front pocket. And now. We're not here to pass moral judgment. We're here to stamp out BD. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 20th of September. Uh, hey, kids. First of all. Um, hey. Second of all, is fall fall tomorrow? Tomorrow, first day of autumn? I thought it was Saturday, like Saturday night. So Sunday's the first full day of fall. Could hmm. be wrong. Yeah. It's I don't odd. know why the, the 21st is what sticks in my mind, but I don't know either. It's odd uh, here because, it, you know, there's no change to the weather whatsoever. Right. right. So technically we understand that's the date or whatever, but it doesn't right. really. September equinox will be at 6.54 p.m. Saturday, September 22nd. So okay. Sunday is the first full day of fall. Okay. Oh, so then we have we still have a couple days to to enjoy summer. Then it sounds yeah, like. yeah, feels good. <laughs> <laughs> well, once fall hits, though, that means you got to get all your Christmas shopping done. I mean, essentially, that's. The, I mean, not technically. Well, once autumn begins, I mean, it's a you know, as we always talk about, it's a you know, it's a snowball toward the holidays. Right. It, go, it goes super fast once you get into fall. Is what right. I'm saying. Sure. So you should be working on that. You are freaking people out real early. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, um, first of all, Yasil Puig. Second of all, I got a great story here um, out of a Seattle suburb called Lakewood. A woman fell asleep on a sound transit train on her way home. Okay. And um, they just closed, closed, put the put the train in storage and went home for the night. They didn't. They didn't see her. Didn't check. Huh. They're supposed to. That's part of the plan is they're supposed to check, make sure nobody's still on the train. Yeah. I mean, that's just policy, but uh, they skipped it like they probably do most nights, figuring, how what are the chances somebody's still on the train, right? right. We're past the last stop. So here is the uh, the woman who unfortunately woke up all alone on a train. It really scared me. And I'm embarrassed to say because I'm an adult. But my goodness, that scared me so bad. Jamila Blakely hardly slept last night. Wake up on a train. There's no one there. You're by yourself. After going to the dentist, the Lakewood mother got on the Sounder train in Kent, headed home Thursday afternoon. She dozed off for about three hours. Okay. <laughs> 
I can't get three consecutive hours in home on drugs in my own bed. Mm. Also, is that dozing off if it's yeah, three that's hours? Deep sleep. <laughs> How do you sleep for three hours on a train? How is there wow. not enough noise to wake you up? I think the sentence prior to her getting on the train helps that. She's a little loopy from the dentist. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It seems like a long time. It does. Well, That's yeah, a long... but a lot of people are afraid of the dentist, so they take different things. So she be. she might have been on some stuff anyway. And I also hate to say this. I mean, God forbid, but three hours a woman asleep on a train, how did somebody, like, not rob her or worse? You know what I mean? I don't know, just... but it's odd to me that you can immediately figure out a way to make it worse. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, thank God that didn't happen. But, I mean, that would be a real concern of mine if I'm sound asleep on a public transportation. All right, let's hear more because she was really uh, she was really shaken by it. Long after the train made its final stop in Lakewood. So I woke up. It was like the twilight zone. I was panicking. I was like, help, somebody help. I was going into car to car to car to car. The train was in a storage yard about a mile from the station, and the doors were locked. So I was panicking, crying on the phone with 911. The dispatcher told Blakely to calm down, to look for emergency exits or ways to get a door open. By the way, um, would you be panicked if you were on the train by yourself? I, f- I, I guess there'd be a, a certain level of panic that you were going to have to stay there overnight, I would right? think a certain level, yeah. I yeah. don't think I'd be panicked. I think I'd be a little worried. Ghosts. Oh, ghosts, right? Ghosts. Right. Yeah. Sure. By the way, she's very lucky that this train was not just kept in an underground station or something yeah. like that where she might not get 911 service. At least she was able to call someone. Which makes a big difference. All right, so they said, don't panic, just look for a way out. There has to be some sort of emergency, you know, exit or something. And she found one. So I let the lady know. I said, uh, there's a piece of plastic where you could push it to open the door. She said, well, get it. I socked that plastic so hard one time. I said, pow, it opened up, pushed the thing, the doors the doors came, I, I flew out. She uh, wow. she describes it as if she just climbed Everest. By the way, <laughs> yeah, she's well, a superhero. <laughs> I mean, she pushed a button. It's really all no, that happened. No, no, pow! Right. Oh, I forgot about pow. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what her expectations are going forward. Matter of fact, it was such a scary situation. I might email. I might write a letter to Hollywood, tell them to make a movie off of it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. First of all, how do you write a letter to Hollywood? You know, just write Hollywood, (laughs) mail it. Okay. Hey, Hollywood. And second of all, let's pause and think for a moment how that movie would go. Yeah, I think we just heard it. I know. I I'm not sure there's a lot left. I mean, it's it's not the 1517 to Paris. Okay. I I mean, it's it's a good jumping off point for Mm -hmm. a horror movie or something. I guess. But the the story as it happened, no, thank you. Yeah. Here, here's my concern. Is she now three hours from home? Um, don't know. I don't think so. No, she she was meant to get off in Lakewood, which was the last stop on okay. the run, and then it went about a mile past oh, that. I think okay. they said. So yeah, she probably had to call somebody to come get her or something like that. All right, final uh, final clip. <laughs> that was how scary he was. Blakely doesn't own a car, so she will have to rely on public transportation again. I'm gonna take the train, but you, I'm not going to sleep. I would never ever go sleep on a train again. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I think I... I, I <laughs> a week from now, the woman fell, a po- fell asleep. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a movie, but I'm glad that Jamila was okay. It's, I mean, maybe it's a, a, an after-school TV special. It's not even a short story. Okay. Not even a <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? We're talking poo. 
Oh. Yeah. You realize that? I have a yeah. lot of other stuff on here, but okay. we can s- squeeze it in. <laughs> oh, or I squeeze mean, it out. You too. <laughs> uh, Dr. Drew joins us on Thursdays. we we'll talk to him today. We have uh, regrettable tattoos. I don't know if you've been following the Pete Davidson story, but everything he sees, he gets a tattoo yep. of. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, R.J. Bell, talking about the NFL Week 3. He's had a winning season every year. He's been on the Kevin and Bean Show. If you follow what R.J. says, you will have made money by now. Uh, John C. Riley, who we love so much. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He's going to be in talking the Sisters Brothers. It's the name of the movie. It's an awkward title, but yeah. by all accounts, it's an amazing movie. And my God, what a cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wheel of Crap on today's show. We're giving stuff away because we're moving out of this building. Yeah. Some of the stuff is really not good. Yeah. Some of it is awful. A few things are pretty good. Yeah. Some pretty good stuff good. today. And uh, get up on this with Jensen Carp. We also do on Thursday mornings. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q. Q. Thursday morning. Allie, what's happening? I would love to be called captivating. I mean, that's that's the first word that came to mind when I thought about them. They are something else. Captivating. Oof. That does sound pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I dig it. I've never had that said about me either. Yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe let's make it our goal. Okay. Okay. Let's just try and work it in. Mm -hmm. No one will know in the next... Let's do it today in today's show. All right. Okay. All right. That would be wonderful. Captivating. Okay. Okay. Dave That's Gold. captivating. Oh, I mean, it was smooth. <laughs> it was I got that going smooth. for me. <laughs> Dave Grohl is going to be a guest on the 50th anniversary season of Sesame Street. Yay! He's just going to perform a song with Elmo and Big Bird. No nice. big, That's right? That's crazy. Nice. Huge. Yeah. And he's no stranger to furry and felted friends. Dave previously appeared in 2015's The Muppet Movie. Remember, he did a drum battle That's with animals. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Sesame Street's new season, which will premiere on HBO, will reportedly show some of the Muppets traveling across the United States, visiting kids in their own neighborhoods. You don't need to go to Sesame Street. They're coming to you, kids. Right. I will watch that. Kids nowadays have no idea how lucky they are. Sesame Street is visiting them. Yeah. (laughs) They're on on the road. With Dave Grohl. With Dave Grohl. No big deal. Hey, uh, King of Mexico, our producer in the other room, if you're listening, um, can we say yet? Are we allowed to say yet or no? I think we're allowed to say. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? I like that from a producer. He should either be a yes or no, but sure, why not? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Allie, you just brought up Dave Grohl. What if Uh I were to tell you that he and his little friend Taylor Hawkins will be here on the Kevin and Bean Show tomorrow morning? Yeah! That is captivating. (laughs) Huh? Well done. Too soon? No. (laughs) Um, There, I think, will be the final guests in this building before they blow it up. Wow, that makes perfect sense to me. They're blowing up the building and then churches is playing Monday? (laughs) Yes. That's That's a bad business model right there. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward, but we are very excited. Of course, they got the Cal Jam coming up. We're very excited. There's tons to talk to those guys. They're two of our favorite people in the world. Wonderful. And they're coming in tomorrow morning in the 7 o'clock hour here on Karaoke. You definitely don't want to miss it. Well, I look forward to being captivated. Okay, now you're overdoing it. Too much? No. Okay. So if you're KISS, legendary band, there's only one place that's truly rock enough where you would announce your farewell tour. Another farewell tour? This this is their this is their farewell tour. This the yeah, this I see. The big one. 
the farewell farewell tour. Where would be rock enough for a band like Kiss to rock. make that announcement? Well, I would say the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall Cause of Fame. Because they are members. They sure. Are, they were inducted. That would sure. be an appropriate place. Sure. I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind when you say rock enough. I mean, like Stonehenge. That would be bitchin'. Okay. Right? There you go. Literal right. rocks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did it uh, during last night's broadcast of America's Got Talent. <laughs> I'm sorry. A what? Huh? What? Hmm? Yeah, the group made the announcement on NBC's America's Got Talent. They also performed their 1976 hit, Detroit Rock City. Which they, was awesome, by the way. You watched, I knew you would. <laughs> I, uh, Kiss, I love Kiss. You yeah, know I love Kiss. They announced their end-of-the-road world tour. And according to the statement, this will be the ultimate celebration of those who have seen us and a last chance for those who haven't. This is it. I mean, this is really it. This is the final curtain call. Okay. When I say this is it, it really but, means okay. this is it. And you that, said that a lot, though. But that guy did mean he it. He did mean it. He did mean it. <laughs> Kiss Army, we're saying goodbye on our final tour with our biggest show yet. And we'll go out the same way we came in. Unapologetic and unstoppable. Yeah, kiss. Being so ready for this. You can mock if you want. They put on one of the greatest live shows in rock and roll history. I mean, take it easy. They do. They're amazing. Though, isn't it? Um, it's um, it's it's not really. Compare their performance with Foo Fighters. I'm saying their music is great and it's visually astonishing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's so much going on in that show on top of great songs. Would it's you gonna... say Yes. Captivating? I would not. Okay. All I right. never want to hear that word again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what Kevin is forgetting is that they not only rock and roll all mm-hmm. night. Right. Yeah. They also then get up the next day and party every day. I did forget that commitment. Yes. Yeah. It seems exhausting. Right. It does. Yeah. It's amazing that I can keep up with them, but I, I will go see this final tour. Now, of course, the big question that wasn't addressed that is on everyone's mind is... Will they light your wife's hair on fire? <laughs> right. No. Done and done. Are they going to bring... Ace and Peter back. You have to. I would think so. You would think so. Yeah. But Gene right? Simmons, it doesn't seem like feels that way ever. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to, he wouldn't even give it a second thought. Well, I know Ace mm. has burned a lot of bridges with them by being a drug addict. And Gene has no tolerance or time for that. So I don't know. It'd be, I mean, I think that's what the fans would like to see is the right. original four that started it back in 1972. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see. But it, it's, it was a big announcement and, yeah. and certainly a very metal place to make it. <laughs> for sure. What was the crowd's response? I can't imagine anyone in that crowd was like, yeah, kiss. Um, you know, it was the opening of the show, so I think you get the crowd at their most hyped. What okay. was awkward, though, is that during the instrumental part of Detroit Rock City, they bring Tyra Banks out, who apparently is the host of America's Got Talent. She is. Okay. And she's annoying. And then they bring out the judges. So during the Kiss song, you've no. got, like, Simon Cowell walking out on stage and stuff. It was a little bit awkward. Did he sit down and just hit the buzzer, the X, <laughs> immediately? That's <laughs> a no from me. You guys are terrible. <laughs> Each one sits down, hits the button. So it was kind of a weird way to see Kiss. Interesting. But, uh, that's big news. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some birthdays. Author of Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin, John Bernthal from The Punisher, Walking Dead, Ben Shepard, bassist of Soundgarden, and Gary Cole from pretty much everything. <laughs> and we love him on Veep so very much. And that's what's happening. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, I just wanted to ask real quick. I know we're going to get to John C. Riley on the phone here in a second. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're doing the wheel of crap next hour. Uh-huh. Yeah. As we have mentioned multiple times, we are moving out of this building, so everything must go. Um, there was talk in the office about giving away the couch. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am very concerned just from a hazmat situation that that couch is going to end up in somebody's house and then we're going to be on the hook when they get syphilis and they get cholera and I don't know what else is on that couch. Definitely cholera. (laughs) Definitely. That's one of the the biggies. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I feel like that's going in the Mr. Bad Example file? I'm concerned about the Black Plague. I'm not sure. They're going to have to sign all kinds of paperwork saying that as is and it could probably kill you. And we understand that, and we take our responsibility on ourselves. Yes. But that couch has yes. been here at K-Rock for 20 years. Do you know what's been going on on that couch? Yeah, there's waivers involved, for sure. People have slept on it. People have... Yeah, we, we get know. It. We, get, we get, it. get it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if we yep. give that couch away, I don't want to be held responsible if anybody okay. gets sick. Same. Hey, speaking of bodily fluids, John C. Riley's on the phone, you guys. Odd. Hey, John. Welcome back, sir. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great. We were just having a conversation about bodily fluids on the program, like we do. And yeah, why I, do I remind you of bodily fluids? <laughs> because I understand there's a ton of them in the Sisters Brothers, your new film that opens in L.A. tomorrow, and I want to I want to find out more about that. Like, what fluids are we talking about here, John? Well, the first fluid would be the bad blood that we received from our murderous father. Okay, oh, well <laughs> done. All right, and then there's. Spiders that lay eggs in me. There's a lot of spider juice involved. Oh, I don't want to hear the word spider juice ever. (laughs) Somebody gets amputated. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) So this is great for the whole family, it sounds like, John. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, The film is called The Sisters Brothers. It is getting absolute rave reviews. And I love what a thoughtful interview you have been as you've been doing press for this movie in the last few weeks because you've really pointed something out to me. It's a shame to blow it this morning with you guys. I, I know. Right? Well, we, we drag everyone down, John. It's not your fault. But <laughs> I, I love that you talk about it. And if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about what's significant about making this movie in 1851. It was kind of a change in humanity, at least in our country at that time, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. It was like our, our story takes place in the Pacific Northwest, like during the gold rush, and um, that time in San Francisco, there were just thousands and thousands of people pouring in from everywhere. The poor, the Bay of San Francisco is filled with empty ships that had been abandoned from people just r- running into the hills with gold fever. Um, and right around that time too is when the cartridge bullet was invented. So the rate of fire in the West went up considerably ah, right around this time. Perfect. And I think it was sort of a it was a tipping point when people were like, "Wait a second, like, are we going to continue the way we've been going, or are we going to figure out some kind of system that keeps everyone from killing each other?" Yeah, and your character is like kind of struggling with that because this is the only life he's ever known is kind of this violent life out there with his brother played by the great Joaquin Phoenix and and you're you're the kind of a guy who says, "Hey, maybe there's a better way. Maybe we don't have to be this dude." So it sounds like there's really a lot of heart and a lot of brain in this movie even though people aren't used to seeing that in a western. Yeah, we look like filthy brutes, but they're actually really complicated characters. They're almost like those child soldiers in Africa, you know, those, when they push kids into war when they're like 10 years old. That's right. kind of what happens 
to our characters when we're kids. We have to kill our father. and um, Like you do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, when push comes to shove. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're sort of, we're sort of, I don't know, sympathetic murderers. Like, <laughs> you, you end up really feeling for these guys because in some ways they're, like, traumatized when they're kids and, and they they're doing this not so much because they choose to do it but because it's the only thing they've ever done you know those are my favorite um, murders the the movie's based on a book called the sisters brothers by patrick dewitt and the book is just this incredible like really original look at this time you know we've seen so many westerns that's like good guys and bad guys on horses and and those are a lot of fun but this one really goes into the detail of the time like what would it be like to have never brushed your teeth before, and someone told you this is a toothbrush right. for brushing your teeth. Like, there's all these really cool details, and and then you're it. right, a lot of really uh, cool emotional vulnerability among these guys, which you're really not used to seeing in a in a western. I've I've read in a couple different interviews that this is the role of your career. Have you seen people writing wow. about this? Does that mean my career's over? I no, I obviously <laughs> not. I, I hope not. I think they're just saying that this is a role of a lifetime and you are shining in it. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, we've been, the whole film's been getting some great reviews. Um, and I have to say, it really is a quartet. You know, I have been getting some nice notices from my work in it, but we really did work as a quartet. And that's one of the beautiful things about the film is. The, the director really balanced these performances between Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed and Joaquin and I. It's really, it's really a great look at these four guys. Yeah, it's an unbelievable cast too. Um, Rucker Howard is in the movie. Uh, um, Carol uh, Kane. Carol Kane. Creed yeah. from The Office is in the movie. By the way, you guys, <laughs> I'm so psyched to see him in a saloon. Um, John, have you done a western before? Forgive me, I probably should have looked that up. But is this your first western? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. How'd you remember? How'd you do riding riding a horse and living out on the prairie while you were making this thing? Well, I'm thinking of a you know I played a singing cowboy in the Prairie Home Companion movie. Sure, I was like this sort of CIA operative on, on horseback in a movie called Lake Cowboys. But I think this is my first uh, my first actual American western. I heard you had a real connection to your horse. You would visit your horse often. Yeah, I used to because I well it was. For practical reasons, too. I realized, I quickly realized, like, a horse is not a bicycle. Right. <laughs> a horse is, okay. a, is a being that has an opinion and has an opinion about you and whether mm-hmm. it wants to be friends with you. So I realized, like, I'm going to go visit this guy on the weekend so he doesn't forget who I am Monday. Was that a please don't kill me, please don't kill me? apples on the weekend and talk to him. And oh, that's amazing. He's a really great horse. His name was Pollito, which means little chicken, but... Um, <laughs> He had a real bad gas problem. Oh, dear. So whatever the director would call action, there would be some some gas that happened. So mm. they, instead of pollito, they started calling him pedito, which means little fart. <laughs> That's amazing. I just see John C. Riley on the weekend taking his therapist with him to go work things out with his horse. I, I love, love that. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, a uh, couple more minutes with the great John C. Riley. Again, the film we're talking about is The Sisters Brothers opening in L.A. tomorrow. Allie, you had a uh, a little bit of a crushing question you wanted to ask John. Uh, see, I thought I loved John C. Riley mm-hmm. anyway. Right. And then I read this, and I'm like, he's the ultimate man. John C. Riley, you roller skate. Oh, yeah. Still? 
Yes. That makes me the ultimate man. Yes. Oh, wow, it's so easy. I, it works. I, I assume you haven't heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard uh, other things. <clears throat> Uh, ascribed to brother skating. Sure. Being macho wasn't one of them. No, it's the um, best. Not macho, but like the whole package. I get what you mean. Yeah, you, you mean. get Excellent me. balance. Very strong thighs. Yep. These are things look for in a man. That's what These I was going women for. Women look for in a man. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a, uh, a favorite song or a favorite kind of music you like to roller skate to, John? Well, the canon of uh, roller skating music is, is the disco era. Sure. Something yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Something about that beat. Uh, I do like all the old school hip hop kind of stuff. Yeah, but you got a roller skate to. to got a roller skate to white the, lines, right? Yeah, exactly. This, you know, nothing too fast, nothing too slow. You get kinda, it. Okay. But, Are you? you know, it's a real classic. Classic roller skating music, though, is the organ, live Wurlitzer organ in the rink. That's pretty fun, oh, too. Yes. Oh, from, when you, from when you grew up in the 1920s, right, no, John? I know exactly what you're talking about, John C. Riley. I grew up in the 70s in Chicago, and roller rinks were still really popular. It's All like right. what we did every weekend. Let me ask you about this. How good are you? Do you step out there, and then everybody goes, clear the place, clear mm-hmm. the place. There's John. I do go very fast. And right. I'm 6'2", so they do say clear the place, but it's because it's a safety I thing. might take someone out in a football tackle. In fact, I've developed this technique. Sometimes people, like, dart in front of you at the last second. There's not much you can do. So I've developed this technique of grabbing people by the shoulders and just picking them up so that we, instead of just slamming into them and hitting the ground, I pick them up and we kind of fly together for a second and then set them back down once we're stable. Oh, nice. That's you. Save Roller skating and saving lives. That's what he I does. Know. He does it all, you guys. He does it all. All right. Sadly, we're out of time. It's always such a pleasure when Mr. Riley joins us. The film is getting rave reviews. What a cast. It's called The Sisters Brothers, opening tomorrow in Los Angeles, opening wider in October. John, you're welcome anytime, sir. Thanks so much for stopping by. Yeah, I really appreciate the chance to talk to you guys again. See you in the movies. We will be there. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, Jensen Carp. Hey, everybody. Do you have any regrettable tattoos? Uh, I have a lot. Uh, I have (laughs) have a bunch. I have Millhouse and Crossbones. I have another tattoo of Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. I have a... I mean, I have Don Rickles. that you're telling us? No, what I was going to say is, if I get a portrait, I have Don Rickles and and I have uh, Muhammad Ali, I wait until basically they're dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nothing then, can go wrong. Yeah. Right, never, they can't right. slip out the N word at the last minute or something. Like <laughs> I'm not so, because if I was in high school and you let me get a tattoo, you know what I would have got? What? Woody Allen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're lucky I didn't get one then because yes, we are. right now I'd have a huge cover-up. <laughs> right. And I may have gotten Bill Cosby at that point. Right. Oh, know. my gosh. We don't know. It would be good if I had a Woody Allen tattoo and I was like, you know what? It's time to cover it up. Go with Bill Cosby. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Do, you, do you have any that if you could, uh, and I know this isn't your segment, we're going to be talking about these tattoos next, but do you have any that if you could just blink your eyes and make one of them go away, you would? No. Luckily, I don't. But I do okay. have my first tattoos from when I was like 18 or 19, I from my rap career, I do have H and K on my wrists. And at one point, I was like, I wish I could take them back. Now, I love them. They remind me of something oh, I did as a child. That's right. nice. Yeah. Full circle. Also, uh, the large Harvey Weinstein in Old English across my back, I regret. <laughs> okay. Those are the only ones. Yeah, that's it. All right. Regrettable tattoos coming up on K-Rock. First, though, the reason Jensen is here is every Thursday at this time, we present for you. Get up on this. Get up. Get on up.
I hope this week's get up on this does not blow up someone's spot. That's oh. my main goal is not okay. to ruin this person's business. But boy, do I have to explain it to you. <laughs> okay, great. If there's something that I love, it's angry nerds. You, okay. I, it mm-hmm. just in 2018, fandom has become to me one of the deadly sins. You can't Agreed. make a Ghostbusters movie with women. <laughs> uh, these people are awful human beings. They need to be taken down a peg. I love things. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I have Don Rickles tattooed on me. I mean, I love fandom, but the problem is, is that it can't be your only personality trait. Agree. Do you know what right. I mean? Yes. Like, yes. You've ruined so many things. You ruined Big Lebowski, which was very good, but now it's got to be like, oh, dude, I got a white Russian. It's got to be like all these stupid things, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Harry Potter. You have to like live it and learn. Like, it has to be your whole <laughs> life. You even ruined pizza. <laughs> How dare you? You've done so many terrible things. And what I found out about was a t-shirt company that is taking this head on. Oh, It's I a like t-shirt it. company called Slightly Wrong. <laughs> slightly Wrong. <laughs> Just Slightly right. Wrong. And here's what they did. They took t-shirts with logos and sayings, you know, like quotes from movies well-known. Well-known. The, okay. the biggest slogans and, and, and phrases and quotes. And they got them a little wrong. <laughs> so here's the thing. You could wear a t-shirt of your favorite movie or someone else's favorite movie, which is what I recommend. Yes. And then don't point it out or anything. Mm-hmm. But for example, wear a Godfather t-shirt. And on that Godfather t-shirt, it's a picture of Marlon Brando. But underneath it, it says, I'm going to make him an offer he can't say no to. <laughs> oh, no. And don't say anything. Don't say anything about it. Just wear it. Just wear the t-shirt from Back to the Future that looks like the normal Back to the Future logo. You know, it's got the the, the, the slogan, the Back to the Future up top in the, in the perfect font. And then it has the flux capacitor. But underneath it, it says 1.21 gigabytes. That's not what it is. <laughs> going to drive nerds crazy. I mean, absolutely insane. Like, for example, another shirt they have. It's the Jurassic Park logo. And underneath it says, an adventure 65 years in the making. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> See, it was longer than that. It was 65,000 years. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, Mike Pence. Uh, so, so wait. So do, wouldn't if, if somebody spotted that, yes. wouldn't they just think that you just got some sort of a bootleg knockoff, right? Well, then that's when you double down. When mm-hmm. they bring that up to you, you go, what are you talking about? And they go, well, that's not the right slogan. You go, but you're wrong. Right. Like, put it back on them because yeah. they're the terrible nerd. <laughs> you're nice. not the terrible nerd. Like, for example, if you're wearing one from The Shining and it's a picture of Jack Nicholson, we all know it. He's put the axe through the door. But then uh-huh. above it, it just says, here is John. <laughs> they, have that, they have that t-shirt. Some other ones that are my favorites. Dirty Dancing. Picture of Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. But underneath it, it says, nobody puts a baby in the corner. <laughs> oh, no. Other quick ones. What are you saying, Will? How dare you? Uh, Field of Dreams. There's uh, Kevin Costner standing there with the Field of Dreams logo. And underneath it, it just says, if you build it, they will be there. (laughs) So it's not even necessarily wrong. It's just not the right wording. Yeah, just a little bit off. That's awesome. Jaws, for example, you're going to need a big boat. (laughs) <laughs> where it. can get? Where can people get these? Okay, so it. here's what I'm going to tell you. They have not made it easy to get, and that's probably for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> because these do fall into parody, but boy, would I not want to be part of the team that has to legally explain it to anyone. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that you go to Google and you type in slightly wrong t-shirts. <laughs> and that's, okay. that's what you can do. Do you find a new one, Allie? Oh, yeah. It's the Ghostbusters, and it says... 
Who are you going to telephone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I, I could also have the Kevin and Bean account tweeted out, but it's not an easy site. It's through MySody, which is a certain sort of T-shirt site. But uh, it's not an easy site to give you. But please go to Kevin and Bean's Twitter account. We'll put it out. Uh, They're great. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Can I I do another one? Yeah, please. Uh, The name is James. James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some other ones that I loved, just because I can't stop doing these. There's X-Files. It totally looks normal. It's an X-Files t-shirt, but it just says, the truth is over there. (laughs) (laughs) I see uh, Rage Against the Machine. F you. I won't do what you ask me. That's not the lyric. (laughs) But also, for the record, that could be a lyric. (laughs) It certainly could, yes. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Also, at the top, it says Rage About a Machine. Oh, that's the (laughs) the the killer. Uh, T2, uh, I will return. Turn instead of I'll be back. <laughs> they're all good guys. You can go there and Amazing. also even if you're not going to buy a shirt, they're so funny. It's almost like its own comedy routine. Uh, oh, yeah. Go check it out on the site. That's awesome. Yep. Nice. Yep. Thank you, Jensen. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As we were just uh, mentioning uh, moments ago, we want to talk about regrettable tattoos. Pete Davidson has been the news lately because he gets a lot of uh, tattoos. And, uh, Ali, you were saying earlier, it's like he wakes up and looks out the window and whatever's out there, that's what he gets on his body, right? Uh, Yeah, or he has pancakes and then he gets pancakes (laughs) the next day. It's insane. He has 43 tattoos so far, by the way, which is a lot, but it's not anywhere near as, uh, as, uh, as crazy as some people are about tattoos. But he... By the way, I think I think some people can pull off that many tattoos. I do too. I'm not sure I'm, he's that guy. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, he has 43 tattoos. Seven Jeez. of them are Harry Potter tattoos. <laughs> All right, I respect that. <laughs> um, I think he has two or three Ariana Grande tattoos. Who's somebody who's known for three months? He has a giant portrait of the Grinch on his body. Okay. Um, he tends to put a lot of things on of uh, movies and books and things he likes. He has a brave little toaster tattoo. He has several tattoos commemorating his firefighter, his firefighter father, who died in 9-11, mm-hmm. including his badge number. He has, all right, here's, we're going to be asking you to call with your regrettable tattoos. Tattoos you look back on and go, ooh, wish I hadn't done that. 1-800-520-1067. What's your ruling on this? He has a pretty large on his arm tattoo of Hillary Clinton. Hmm. 
Now, is I mean, that it's a choice? Right. Is that something you can look at? You look at now and go, she lost. <laughs> you know, because maybe he got it because he was all hyped on the, you know, the future of having this female president. And then when it didn't happen, though, or is he still happy about the Hillary Clinton tattoo? I or mean, is it just a constant reminder of how that didn't happen? And he's sad. Even if he is now in ten or fifteen years. He won't care, and he'll have to explain it to a lot of people. Yeah, who's that old lady on your right. arm? Right. right. And it can't be that he just thought she was a great senator. Like, it no. Ha- it had, it had to, to be, be tied in, yeah. yeah. He has a uh, Pikachu. Okay. Which is, okay. I don't know, an unusual thing for, you know, for a grown man. Uh, let me see. Right, I'm sure you should be throwing stones <laughs> at that guy. <laughs> he has a terrifying Mad Hatter tattoo. So apparently he's into uh, Alice in Wonderland. He has a SpongeBob SquarePants tattoo. He has a tattoo of the uh, all the planets, even Pluto. Uh, right? Well, because it, it then does... he has to laser that off. And it now they're talking suck. about putting it back right. on. Right? What do you do? Right? It doesn't say. It doesn't. It says all the planets, and I can okay, see. So no, then I can see Earth, and I can see Jupiter, and I can see Saturn. They don't in this photo. They don't show them all. Can you see Uranus? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right, here's a tattoo. Tell me if this holds up. He tattooed, again, we're talking about uh, Saturday Night Live's uh, Pete Davidson. He tattooed his birth year on his body. He has a tattoo that huh. says 1993. Why? Because what? Yes, exactly, Why? Kevin. That's a, a fantastic point. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, is he in danger of of not remembering what year he was born? Is he... Is he I one mean, of those guys that just Im- immediately forgets stuff and then he has to put a map on his body so he can figure out who he is and what he's done? Maybe. Maybe. Kevin, you Probably should have just not. gotten your credit card numbers tattooed on you. Then you wouldn't even have had to remember them. Right up here, man. Yeah, steel trap. Right? <laughs> he has a uh, terrifying wolf on his arm. He has a wasp under one armpit. I mean, uh, he has the words, we babies. On his tattoo that he got with Miley Cyrus. Apparently, they got matching tattoos after she hosted SNL. This sounds like bets gone wrong to me. Yeah, <laughs> like they're at a bar and they're drinking. Like, yeah, you know what? I'll get the year of my birth on there. <laughs> he has a uh, pot leaf. He has a series of rubber duckies. He has a shout out to his stand up special called SMD when he was 22. He got that one on. Okay. Uh, he has a tiger. He has a shamrock. I mean, this list just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? I feel like you've named 40 already. Yeah, that's he, crazy. He has a tattoo. He's from Staten Island. He has a tattoo of the Verrazano Bridge that you take to get into New York mm. City. Classy. <laughs> that right. may be one of those days wow. where he just looked out the window yep. and said, I'll get a tattoo. He has a tattoo called Soulmates. We're not sure how long he's had that one. He has Pure Imagination, which I guess is the reference to the Willy Wonka mm-hmm. movie and song, sure. right? Uh, and, and most recently, and the one that kind of got us started on this topic is, he and Ariana recently uh, adopted a pig pet with the very unoriginal name of Piggy Smalls. And he has a tattoo of Piggy Smalls also. He's all on judgmental on the name. So well, mad. it's just, it's kind of played out at this point. Uh, you know, as far uh, as pig names go. Right. So it's uh, it's on his body right under his Winnie the Pooh tattoo and next to his own name. He has Davidson. His own name. Davidson is tattooed on his body as well. Yes. Huh. So that's what's going huh. on, on on Pete Davidson. If you wanted to picture him naked, now you can. Now our, what? Now our question is, there's got to be a point in time, 5, 10, 15 years from now, where he t- looks at all of them and says, mm-hmm. oh, this one I regret. I need right. to get taken off. 
or more more than one, mm-hmm. I assume. So we're looking for your tattoos that you regret. You got a tattoo, but now you regret it. And you've okay. either gotten it lasered off or you still have it. All right. Why don't we start with, uh, let's start with uh, Sean, shall we? In Irvine, he's on line one, up first on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Sean. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. I got a tattoo of a heart with my ex-girlfriend's initials on it on my right butt cheek. Okay. I also have a tattoo of a crescent moon, an evil-looking crescent moon on the same right butt cheek that goes around the heart, but I don't really regret that one. I got that one in prison. <laughs> I, I love and our listeners. And it wasn't a tattoo gun. <laughs> I love our listeners. Yeah, um, homemade CD, uh, CD player motor. That with a guitar string needle. Sweet. Nice. Those are the best tattoos. Those are yeah. the best. I mean, oh when you, when you say, Sean, it's a good rule of thumb to not get a girlfriend or boyfriend tattooed. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Have, sure. Are you going to try and change that one or cover it up or get it lasered off what? Yeah, my wife right now, she does not like it. I'll bet she doesn't. <laughs> now, is this your prison wife, or is this someone you met on the outside? <laughs> no, this is actually someone I met after. Uh, okay. Actually, no, while I was in there. But, yeah. okay. okay, all right, good for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. We'll take your calls on regrettable tattoos next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Uh, let's make it be Jess. Hi, Jess. Or Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank Hello? you. Talking about regrettable tattoos. You got one, seemed like a great idea at the time, but now, not so much. What's yours? I have a uh, high life in three inch large block letters across my chest. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's just the size of it that cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I used to be a bartender in Long Beach, and we used to just drink all night at work. And then afterwards, we would go to our buddy's apartment and drink all night. And his roommate had just started tattooing. Mm-hmm. And. Bragged about all night how I would love high life so much I would get it tattooed on me. And then the next morning I woke up to him setting up his tattoo gun right in front of me. So I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> oh, man. Do you still enjoy a Miller High Life? Um, actually, I don't drink it all anymore. But oh, I still, th- oh, that's I good. Still, then. You know, that's particularly yeah. awkward then, I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Talking about regrettable uh, tattoos in light of uh, Pete Davidson getting his latest one, a, a pig he's had as a pet for two weeks. He already has tattooed on him. Uh, former producer Lightning checked in, by the way, Kevin. Oh, all right. To remind us of two tattoos that we saw given on this show. One was the listener who got the uh, Kevin and Bean tattoo. Right. Another was the listener. Do you remember when we were giving away World Series tickets? I do. In 2002 for the Angels. I do. And he got the Angels logo tattooed on his chin. And oh. if you remember, he was a Dodger fan, but he was doing it for his dad. Yes. On his chin. Yes, on his chin. His chin. <gasps> oh, no, sir. Planning, I think, on just having a beard for the rest of his life. I think that was the goal. He ended the... up with a goatee for a while, maybe a full beard, yeah, just to yeah. cover it up. But... but he did that for his father because oh. his father was an Angels fan, and he wanted him to be able to go to the World Series. So let's I, be I... honest. That was the only time that they're going to go to the World Series. Am I right? Um, it, they haven't had a great run since then, but they could come back. They're yeah, that's the rally monkey. If they think, bring the rally monkey back, it'll happen. All right. We're taking your calls on regrettable tattoos. Now let's get to our friend Sean. He's in Riverside. He's on line four up next on the Kevin Bean Show. You can call us to it at 1-800-520-1067. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Your tattoo that you regret? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have on my knuckles. It says, ride me hard. On your knuckles? <laughs> now, is that a um, yeah, a motorcycle reference or a lady reference? 
uh, motorcycle reference. Okay. But it could and go ha- both ways. <laughs> yeah, like, like you. How, how do you feel about it now? <laughs> um, you know, it's obviously regrettable. Okay. It's regrettable. All right. Okay. All right, good chat. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, Kevin, have you ever thought about getting a tattoo? No. Really? No, I changed my mind too much on stuff. Yeah. yeah. Aren't there some things you know you're going to love? I mean, obviously, family is one you sure, can do. But, yeah. I mean, like, you're never not going to love Rage Against the Machine. Correct. That's true. Can you yeah. imagine what a badass Kevin would be walking around with a Rage Against the Machine tattoo? Forehead. Right. right. I was going to get Ride Me Hard across my knuckles, <laughs> but now I know it's not creative, so I'm uh-huh. out. So forget that, Yeah, right? I'm out. All right. Let's go to Joshua Sherwin Oaks up next, line two here on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Joshua. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Bean. Hi What's up? What's up, guys? So... Uh, my regrettable tattoo is I have gotten a massive warrior on the center of my stomach, just along my abdomen, stern, sternum. And, um, you know, I swear it's so out of place. It almost looks like a uh, bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Why did you get it? Well, uh, originally it wasn't supposed to be there. It was, uh, you know, a verse I decided to get. And unfortunately, the tattoo artist young girl at the time was like oh yeah let's just put it right here in your stomach it'll fit and now i can't go to the beach i can't take my shirt off around my kids it's it's horrible oh man (laughs) now they have come a tremendous distance with tattoo removal i mean they you know it's a lot of it costs money and it takes a lot of visits but they do a pretty decent job of removing them now yeah, I think it's just so thick. It's like, I mean, they, I didn't intend on it to be tribal, but, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. So I have to live with it until further notice. And it's a Bible verse as well? <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to take all the words in a Bible verse and put it into a character. And, um, yeah, it didn't come out as planned. Well, it sounds oh, wow. like that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Joshua. Thank you for calling and sharing your pain, though. We appreciate it, sir. Let's go to Marcy. I wondered if we'd get any ladies on this topic, by the way. She's in Redondo Beach. She's on line one. It mostly seems like a guy thing so far. Hey, Marcy. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Tattoos you regret? Uh, When I was 20 years old, I got my boyfriend's name tattooed on my butt. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long did that relationship last? We are now married 25 oh. years. Look wow. at that. Who expected that? None not of us saw that coming. Wow. All, all that advice we give about not getting your boyfriend or girlfriend, you just proved us wrong. But why do you regret it? Because his name is Gary, and after 25 years, it looks like I tattooed gay on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very confusing message for people in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least you and your husband, Gay, can laugh about it. Yes, we can. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. All right. Let's go to Esther and Le Puente. I don't know how she can regret this on line four. This sounds awesome. Hey, Esther. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> yeah, I got the word mom on. Okay, it's uh, M on each butt cheek. So when I bent over, it said, well... And I kind of. Oh I mean, think about it, you guys. Oh my gosh! Come on! I would yes, never. Sir. I would never regret that. That yes, is the sir. best. I do. No, why do you? That's amazing. Come on! Hey, check this out. A thousand times a day. I want a. I want a poster of that. That's fantastic, Esther. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. All right, let's go to oh Harry God. and Fullerton. He's on line five. <laughs> Chip, you don't get it, right? It's really funny. It's her buttholes. The O. Same yes. Yeah. yeah. Bends over. The uh-huh. M turns into a W. Come on, keep up, Chip. Hey, Harry. 
Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, thank you. If you can't top that last call, then hang up now. I'm going to try. Um, I have an anchor, camel, octopus, and a rainbow tattooed on my butt. Wow, a lot of butt tattoos on the yeah. show today. Why those four things? I make bad decisions when I drink, and each of them stands for one of my buddies, and they all have initial their initials under them. Hmm. Now, did your buddies also get tattoos, or were you the only sucker? I was the only sucker, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harry. <laughs> And, and the worst thing was, I with the rainbow, I had to do a little time in jail, and you really don't want a rainbow tattooed on your ass in jail. Mm, yeah. Understood. All right, sir. Thank you for the call. All right. Do we have time for, uh, can we do Tyler real sure. quick? He's on line uh, seven today. All right. Hey, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. What do you got? Tattoo that you regret? Yeah, I have a, I have a butterfly tram stamp. Okay. That That's... is unusual for a man. Yeah, just a little, a little bit. <laughs> well, how did that happen? So I went out drinking um, one night with friends, and we were doing a whole bunch of shots, and then it kind of turned into like a truth or dare thing. And uh, I guess someone took the dare a little too far, and I woke up the next morning with my ass hurting and the tattoo. <laughs> Well, when you wake up with your ass hurting, it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> very true. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. One more uh, follow-up text on the regrettable tattoos from Andrew, who is listening to us streaming in Jackson, Mississippi this morning. Thank you. I have, a, I have a penis riding an atomic bomb with the cowboy hat from Superbad. Mm. I said I would get it with my friends as a joke, but I am a man of my word. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty strong. I don't think I regret that. <laughs> that is a strong tattoo. All right. Uh, RJ Bell in Las Vegas from Pregame.com talks to NFL Week 3 coming up. Allie's here with What's Happening. So last night I'm watching the Dodgers game. And I decide, okay, I'm going to head to bed, but I'll turn the game on in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. So I decided, brush the teeth, head to the bedroom. But on the walk from brushing my teeth to the bedroom, I checked Twitter Uh and saw that this happened. Drilled the left center field. It's Puig's turn. A three-run pink hit home run for Yasiel Puig. So I didn't turn the game back on because obviously I jinx it. But the Dodgers wound up winning 5-2. to two. They capped off a three-game sweep of the Rockies. They're two and a half games up. Pretty you strong. Know, there's, there's nothing sweeter than being a um, uh, designated hitter mm-hmm. and hitting a home run. Yeah, yeah. that's just got to be the... I think the best it, feeling. Even if you're not a designated hitter, to stand at the baseball plate and hit a home run seems to me to be like one of the highlights of sports. Oh, sure. Any yeah. sport you could play, it would be great mm-hmm. to be able to do that. But, I mean, when that is your job is to be – he was a pinch hitter, actually, last night, oh, obviously, but uh, I got that wrong. But when he when that's your job, they put you in because you're hot. They put you in because you can hit. Right. That's mm-hmm. the only job you have that night. You're right. not playing, right, is to hit a ball. Yeah. And when you do – Oh, that's got to be sweet. A three yeah. run? Yeah. Pretty sweet. I think the Dodgers have seven players this year who have 20 or more home runs, which are, which may never have happened in the franchise before. So they got a lot of weapons, man. It's it's looking real good. Sorry, Beer Mugs mom. You may have to enjoy them going all the way this year. <laughs> yeah. She probably turned the game off, right? Uh, probably did. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Well, here's why I'm bringing it up. Not just because it was an amazing night, 
But Yasiel Puig really needs to do something about his home security. Uh-oh. He was burglarized yet again. This would make it the fourth time he's been hit. This oh, happened on no. Tuesday night at 8 p.m. One of the Dodgers assistants got a security alert on his phone, which then showed three men leaving Puig's property. So he has a security camera set up that captures motion, and it automatically sends um, a a signal to a cell phone, which one of the assistants had. So right. the associates saw the footage, called 911. By that time, um, the guys had fled. What they, can be left to steal at his house I after know, four robberies? I know. Yeah, four times. He initially got hit in the spring. He was away for spring training. Then again, during the World Series last year, and a third time just last month. And then on Tuesday. Wow. Which means they obviously know... The Dodger schedule. Sure, it's not right? difficult to find out. Not either. hard to Google Dodgers spring training, Dodgers regular season, yep. Dodgers World Series. So, <sighs> bad. Just bad. What do you do at that point? I don't know because it seems like he has enough money that he could get the best security, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. If Yeah. I don't know. If they're going to break in and alarm's going to go off, you still have time to get something and get out of there, I would think. I mean, maybe no one wants to pay for this, but maybe it's time to have an armed guard at his house. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would suck, but four times right. also yeah. sucks. Right. Yeah. Huh. I don't like it. Don't either. You know what I like, though? This just came across my desk, and let me tell you, I couldn't be more excited about something I had no idea about five minutes ago. <laughs> okay. It is called Will Ferrell's Best Night of Your Life. Yes, it is happening at the Greek Theater on October 6th. It's going to be comedy. It's going to be music. Let me tell you about the music. Okay. His doppelganger, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, sure. is going to lead a one-off supergroup called, and it's catchy, Chad Smith's Super Mega Funktastic Jam Rock All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He's going to have a pretty good singer, Coldplay's Chris Martin. Okay. Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready. Okay. Chili Peppers guitarist Josh Klinghoffer. Mm-hmm. And Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan. <gasps> that sounds pretty strong. Okay, so then you think, all right, obviously Chad Smith's super mega funktastic jam rock all-stars band is going to be the highlight of the night, right? They can't really bring it much more than that. Right. What if I told you some of the comedians who have been confirmed? Jerry Seinfeld. What? Jimmy Kimmel. Conan O'Brien, Samantha B, Jim Jeffries, Kumail Nanjiani, and much more. Th- wow. What, what, what? what does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just <laughs> happened. It does blow my mind. That's crazy. Here's, Are they raising money for something? Here's to me the best part of this whole thing. All, this isn't for his dumb Swedish school, is it? All proceeds will benefit <laughs> Cancer for College, okay, good. which provides college scholarships to low-income, high-achieving cancer survivors. I mean, Will. Yeah. Listen, I said I love John C. Riley the most this morning. I'm going <laughs> other stepbrother now. This is phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Again, it's called Will Ferrell's Best Night of Your Life at the Greek Theater on October 6th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'm buying tickets. Sounds cool. I'm going to that. That's a good show. Okay. Holy crap. (laughs) Looks amazing. Chris Martin. Yeah, crazy. Singing in an all-star band. Will's got to come out and play the cowbell, right? I would assume so. I hope so, yeah. Come on. And then that line of comedians as well. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Sounds great.
Kudos, Will. Well done. Will done. I'm sorry. Some birthdays for you. Ben Shepard, bassist from Soundgarden. John Bernthal, actor from The Punisher, Walking Dead. George R.R. R. Martin from, I just said Martin. You did. Author of Game of Thrones. And Gary Cole, Veep, Entourage, Brady Bunch movies, Office Space. But how would I know him, Kevin? And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Now, you're a guy who, I don't I don't know your name. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. That happened. And that, and that was right after a very long and flowery introduction of his many credits that Kevin has seen and enjoyed and his name. Yeah. So at that point, the one thing you should know is his name. Yeah, I think what I was trying to say is I see you in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I love. Right. But your name doesn't immediately come to my mind. Sure. What a, what a complimentary way to yeah. start the interview. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that went well. Let me Kevin, hear it again. I think we've heard it. Let me hear it I one mean, more time. I think we've heard it. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Now, you're a guy who, I don't, I don't know your name. That was a moment with Kevin. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just <laughs> happened. You are a goddamn treasure. You are captivating. <laughs> he is captivating. <laughs> Show on K Rock. Wait till I tell you who in Las Vegas is now favored to win the Super Bowl this season. Let's get into that and in more. Seattle? With, let's <laughs> not for a long, long time, my friend. <laughs> let's get into that and so much more with our friend RJ Bell. Hit it, Steve. Cause he's RJ Bell. Yes, he's RJ RJ is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. That is a big deal. He joins us every week from Las Vegas to talk about the weekend ahead and starting with uh, the Thursday night football game. How are you, RJ? Excellent, excellent. And we do have a rare pick on the Thursday game tonight. All right. Okay, we're going to get to that in a second, but I kind of teased. Who is at the top of the leaderboard right now for Super Bowl odds? The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> The L.A. Rams right now favored to win that? the Super Bowl, six to one. Patriots seven to one, and no other team in single digits. So it's, this Rams team certainly surging, and Vegas is believing. It is so interesting what you can start to glean. And, of course, it's easy to be wrong. It's a long season. But after two games, you look at what the Rams have done versus what the Patriots have done. And I guess I see where they're coming from. So keep your fingers crossed that holds. I mean, I was at the Arizona and the Rams game. And the I, I was trying to figure out, is Arizona just that bad? Or are the Rams really that good or both? And mm-hmm. it turns out the Rams pretty much have no weakness. No, I agree with you there. The Rams are mighty good. Yes. Uh, now, Arizona is mighty bad. We've got, <laughs> we've got them the second-worst team, only the Bills. All right, take worse. it easy. <laughs> One thing about the Rams, though, and this will be fascinating for the L.A. fans to watch, which is they sort of have an all-star team. It's, it's like they had extra money to spend because Jared Goff is on his rookie contract, so they got a quarterback for a reasonable price so they can spend on others. And what they did was they got, and I'm going to say this with quotes, some, uh, let's say, questionable character players. Whereas Ah. historically, they've had trouble with teams and teammates, but now it's almost like one of those movies where all the gunslingers come together to to defend a town. They're all in L.A., 
if they can stay on the same page, this team should be the Rams, the Super Bowl favorites. R.J. Bell has a winning record again uh, from last week. He was 2-1. and one. Ironically, the game he missed was the Seahawks game. He had him plus 3.5 over the Bears. That did not work out. But uh, winning season so far at 67%, 4-2. find out what this week looks like with the big dog game to start us, R.J. 49ers at Kansas City. We're taking the 49ers getting 6.5 points. Now listen, Kansas City's got a new quarterback, Mahomes. He is a sensation mm-hmm. and has a huge future, no doubt about it. No quarterback, though, has ever played better in the first two games of a season. Think about that. Wow. And that's, that's unlikely to continue. This price on this game is based on that performance, but it's only two games. Casey has the best offense in the NFL, but they have the worst defense ah. in the NFL. Casey's undefeated. They're overrated, though. 49ers, on the other hand, they're only 1-1. One and one, and But actually, if you look at the scoreboard, they played much better in both the games than the scoreboard indicates. The quarterback for the 49ers, Jimmy G, has as much talent as Mahomes he j- and just the brightest future. He just hasn't played the same this year right. because he's not getting the attention. You add it up, we get value 49ers. Plus six and a half points. That is a fun matchup. All right, you're going back to the Seahawks for your best bet. They've got the Dallas Cowboys coming to town for their home opener. What say you, RJ? Uh, We're taking the Seahawks again here. (laughs) No one has ever said I'm not stubborn. Lost last week. We're going back. They're only laying one and a half points. And listen, Seattle's not near as good as they've been in recent years. But the narrative is so negative right now. Plus, they started 0-2. Public perception is at a low point. We're buying low here. Remember, in stocks, that's a good thing. But, you know, even in Seattle's best years, they weren't very good on the road. The first two games for Seattle were on the road. Now they're at home. It's against the Cowboys. You know that stadium is going to be rocking. Crowd noise really matters. And since we're only laying one and a half points, Pretty much, we just got to win that home game. Best bet of the week, Seattle, minus one and a half. Seahawks are going to be the team responsible for blowing your winning record on the Kevin <laughs> Show, by the way. All right, you mentioned at the top you had a Thursday night pick. The Browns, who have had another frustrating season, but at least they didn't lose both this year so far, have the New York Jets come into town. You know, I saw at the bottom of the screen after week one, it said the Browns were 0-1-1. Best start. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was 0-0-1. Best start since 2004. I mean, can you believe that? This team, the Browns this season, you said it, zero wins. Last season, zero wins. And now they're favored in this game by three points against the Jets. Literally, in the last 37 games, the Browns have been favored twice. So what does it mean? It means, one... It means they're terrible, RJ. That's what it means? Yes, that's the obvious part. I'm going to give you the non-obvious part, (laughs) though. They're terrible, but it means you know they're going to be super motivated in a game they think they can win because they're now favored. On the other hand, the Jets are mighty. I think there's more optimism than usual with the Jets because of Sam Darnold, USC product. But it's a rookie quarterback on a short week. Now, think about that. they got to travel to Cleveland. The game's Thursday. When you have a rookie, he needs extra time to prepare. 
when it's a short week, rookies on the road really, really struggle. A quarterback, we're taking the Browns minus three as our big game tonight. All right. Recapping, 49ers plus six and a half at KC. Seattle minus one and a half hosting the Dallas Cowboys and the Browns minus three hosting the New York Jets. By the way, for all the rest of the games plus college football, don't miss RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast available wherever you get yours. Pregame.com is the site you want to go to. And real quick before we let you go, RJ, how was your first week on Fox Sports Radio? I mean, you're running with the the Rich Eisens and the Dan Patricks of the world now. Did it go okay? You know, I got to be honest. We're so excited about it. It's the first sports betting show ever on a major national radio network and uh we're so excited i know you guys did a retweet and i so appreciate that and we're just going to try to hey listen we deliver good content is the goal and i'm going to try my very best all right good content is the goal we need to write that down (laughs) we have been doing it wrong for a long time kevin right (laughs) all right i'm never going to make the radio hall of fame though like some people (laughs) rj congratulations on the new show thanks for joining us we'll talk to you again next week sir thanks guys thank you man it's kevin and bean on k-rock i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'll pity the bull. Don't yeah. give me no back talk, sucker. That's, Don't make me mad. That's, mis- that's Mr. T in your pocket. Shut up, bull. I'm sorry, Mr. T. <laughs> and it's autographed, by the way. Right? You know, the great uh, late comedian uh, George Carlin used to have a bit about the reason why we keep needing to get uh, bigger and bigger houses is because we need a place for our stuff. That's yeah, too much crap. <laughs> and every time you move, you realize that you don't use, I don't know how it is with you guys, 80% of the stuff that's in your house you never use. Yeah, it's pretty much in storage the whole time. Right. Yeah. But you still have it. And that's what's been going on here at K-Rock. We've been in this building for almost 20 years, and they're tearing it down, and we have to move, and we're cleaning out the office. And some of this stuff... We're just not going to move to the new building. So we're giving it away. It's something that we're calling the Wheel of Crap. Wheel of Crap. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to play a game. There's no contest. There's no quiz. You just get on the line. We spin the wheel. We give you stuff. Now, yesterday, we gave away Beer Mug's entire Britney Spears outfit from his April Foolish Just March Fatness performance. Now, that's just, that's something you don't want. I thought that was a pretty hot item. Sure. Uh, Somebody grabbed a Shark Week business card holder yesterday. We had an office jar of pennies. I mean, we're really moving stuff here. (laughs) We're dealing right now. Today on the wheel, we have a Vuvuzela from the World Cup 2010. Mm -hmm. We have an autographed Mr. T in your pocket. That's that's the best item we've got, by the way. We have beer mugs, uh, leftover Veet back waxing strips from Vegas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We have a surprise grab bag of T-shirts. Nice. Two people won uh, yesterday. We have the Kevin and Bean Office Ugly Blue Denim Couch. Okay. Listen to me closely. Oh, dear. You don't want it. 
Now, even if I've seen photos of, like, Sarah Shahi taking a nap on it before she comes on our show. You don't want it. Because whatever Beer Mug's done Correct. Will, will, is on top of whatever Sarah Shahi's done. We've got a uh, bag of rolling papers. Oh. We have an Arizona Cardinals Mardi Gras bead. Oh. Hey, wait a, a minute. Beads, right? That was a gift from me to you. Yeah, but that's when the Cardinals were good. I'm not wearing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I said everybody Mardi Gras beads for their favorite teams. That was a gift for uh, you. That was You're a very away. sweet gift. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Dave, the King of Mexico's former Clippers bobblehead collection. So he's got CP3, he's got Jamal Crawford, he's got two uh, DeAndre Jordans, uh, and one with DJ Khaled. So basically, he's got all of those, and that's one package. Okay. Got a gift bag from the Kevin and Bean Singles Party in Vegas, including sunscreen, a bottle of water, condoms, a K-Rock tank top, a K-Rock Kevin and Bean shot glass, and a pack of Pedialyte. Okay. We have a uh, pan flute. Sure. Which some of us are good at. If you play the pan flute and I play the ukulele, we got ourselves a band. <laughs> and a scary clown that I would like to keep, but Christine wants to get away with uh, give away. It's the Poltergeist, Poltergeist remake. Clown. Well, it's kind it's of awesome. creepy. It's awesome is what you mean. All right, let's play Wheel of Crap. All right. Wheel of Crap. Brenda, good morning. Good morning. All right. How, you... how often do you get to wake up and just make a phone call and get free stuff? Never. That you All may right. not want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, Mr. T in your pocket. Don't land on couch. Rolling papers, rolling papers. <laughs> Dave's former Clippers bobblehead set. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> it sounds like she wants it as much as we do. I love that none of them are on the team anymore. I, I do love, love that. that too. Uh, Ryan in Calabasas. Good morning. Good morning, party people. Welcome to the Wheel of Crap. You ready? Absolutely. Come on, Vuvuzela. <laughs> and it is the scary clown that I didn't oh, want to no! give away. Ryan, thank Boo! God. Yay. Come Get on. out of here. <laughs> I think Christine is afraid of that clown. She's very she afraid of it. Terrifying. It's awesomely terrifying. No, I, yeah. I'm, I stand you guys with Christine. Are the worst. Wheel of crap. Michelle. In Rancho Cucamonga. Good morning. Hello? Rancho Palos Verdes. What? Hmm? What? <laughs> Rancho, Rancho Palos Verdes. Oh, she's oh. saying where she's from. Oh, I see. Oh, you're, ah, gotcha. Gotcha. You were, you were too white on the phone. Yeah, right, that's gotcha. what was happening. All right, let's spin the wheel oh, for man. Michelle. All right. Let's see what we get. I want her to get the couch now because she's... <laughs> give her the cholera. A bag of rolling papers. Oh. Yeah! Woo! All right. You mean rolling papers. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Valente. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to the Wheel of Crap. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right. Good luck. All right. I'm feeling the pan flute here for Valente, mm. I think. And it is, <laughs> um, it's a blank one. It's a blank one because it's something else that we gave away already. Oh, so spit again. Yep. Hope it lands on that blank one again. The pan flute. You're kidding. Did you just say that, Bean? Yes, I did. Are we cheating? No, I can't even see the wheel. All right. Um, You got that magnet on them. 
you are now a pan flute player. Congratulations. I Thank mean, you. He's a, pan flute. he's a pan flute owner. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. We got time for just a couple of more things. If you're just joining us, we're giving away stuff. K Rock has to move. They're tearing the building down, so we're cleaning out the office. We're giving away stuff to our listeners for free. Let's go to the uh, Brian from Whittier. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Welcome to the Wheel of Crap. All right. Come on, Arizona Cardinals, Mardi Gras beats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spin again. All right. Those are not as helpful. The gift bag from Kevin and Bean Vegas singles party. Oh, All all right. How's that sound, Brian? Free condoms for you this morning. Hey, terrific. Why not? Okay. All right. Why not? <laughs> He's All right. One more? One more. Let's make it uh, Tony and Fullerton. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin and Bean. How you guys doing, brother? We are good. Thank I, you. I just want to remind you that the couch from the Kevin and Bean office that has had a lot of celebrity butts on it is still on the wheel. You could win it if you're lucky. All right. Good Dude, luck. That could, that, could, that, could, that, could oh. a, that could make a great assessment on my man cave, man. Absolutely, man. Hell yeah. That happens then if you want it. It's had a yeah. lot of man caves on it. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has. <laughs> Spin again. Okay. The tension. The tension. Right? And Come you get on. the Vuvuzela from the 2010 Yay! World Cup. Woo! Oh, you're gonna oh, be yeah. you're gonna be very popular with your neighbors. Yep, they're gonna love it. All right, thank yep. you so much for listening, Tony. We really appreciate it. Listen, we've still got some stuff left over and some new stuff to add. One more day of the Wheel of Crap is gonna be tomorrow. That couch is still up for grabs, you guys. Right. So good luck. Wheel of Crap. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Hey, uh, as Ali mentioned a moment ago, uh, some of the Foo Fighters, Dave and Taylor, are going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. They will be our last ever guests here in the old K-Rock building before the thing gets blowed up. Dr. Drew, I understand you have, you're have you feeling sentimental about leaving this building on uh, Venice? I am. It's so weird. I mean, I was there for years and years. you got to understand, I've been in K-Rock since it was above a accounting office in Pasadena. Right. Uh-huh. Then it moved to Burbank right. of Dalt's Restaurant, if you remember that. Sure. And, and then we and me and Adam moved out to Westwood One, which is down the street from you guys. Now that's a big theater, mm-hmm. uh, movie theater. And then we came back to this building you're in now and was there for a, a, a decade or something. Yeah. A and a half. I know. Crazy. You're you're old as F, Drew. That's what this means. Every place you ever worked is gone. I'll be seeing you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, in the early days, though, after you were uh, in that initial Pasadena place you mentioned, didn't you literally broadcast out of a hotel for a while because you had no studio anywhere? No, that was that we went from church to hotel to across the street, the place I, I got to know. Oh, gotcha. I was yeah. There. I was at a real studio, first-time studio, yeah. When when that uh, K-Rock documentary comes out, and I know Adam's been working real hard on it, oh, my God, I think people are going to love it, don't you? <laughs> I agree. I, it, it's really a very interesting history. And, and it, that the little K-Rock, you know, the little, little station that could, affected the whole country. It was crazy yeah. time. And the station started on AM back in 1972. That's something a lot of people don't know about. But we, we digress. We get off topic yeah. a little bit. We're actually yeah. delighted to have you on, as we always are, Dr. Drew, but we wanted to revisit something we talked to you earlier in the year because now, according to news reports, this uh, these e-cigarettes, especially the Juul, the teen vaping, has become an actual epidemic. And the right. company is being held up by the FDA and saying, look, you've got to quit marketing this thing to kids because it's getting way out of hand. What's the background on this story? 
Well, the, the idea, again, we're talking about vaping, of course, and one of the ideas behind vaping was that it was a way to get people off of cigarettes, and it is still a viable way to do that. I've seen a lot of people get way down uh, on their nicotine use and, in fact, off the tobacco. And let's remind ourselves, tobacco is the problem, not nicotine. Nicotine is an essentially harmless chemical, much like huh. caffeine. But huh. tobacco, yeah, nicotine does not hurt anybody. Didn't know that. I didn't, okay. I didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah, nicotine is harmless. It's not great for the adolescent brain. That's what they're all up in arms about. Because if you're exposed to nicotine at young age, like particularly earlier in adolescence, it probably can, with the thinking is it alters it permanently alters your brain, uh, and some of that alteration has you forever craving nicotine. There are other things that people are concerned about in terms of the reward system, and it, it's a legitimate concern. So adolescent vaping is a different issue than adult vaping. Adult vaping, I'm an enthusiast for. I think okay. it's a great thing. I would, As I said, I've, I have people addicted to the Nicorette gum, no problem. If they want to get addicted to vaping to nicotine, no problem. Not super cool on the flavored stuff. We're not sure, sure what that's doing to our lungs, but it's the adolescent brain that's the issue. And adolescents now decide that vaping is cool, and they're doing it at extraordinary rates. And part of the complaint has been just like in the days of, hey, you can't use cartoon characters to advertise cigarettes because it makes them appealing to kids. They're cr- they want to crack down on some of these flavors like Slurpee flavors and bubblegum flavors and things yeah, like that, right? Yeah. I, I think the flavoring generally is a, a terrible idea. I mean, if they want to make it sort of palatable, fine. But really by going for, you know, uh, cotton candy flavors, they're, they're being, that's ridiculous, number one. And number, number two, if you go on like on the Juul website, I actually admire the way they do it. They, they have a, a, a thing that comes up front there about information about vaping for adolescents. And I mean, to me, the website looked very responsible. So it's not as though they're actively marketing to adolescents. In fact, quite the contrary. But the flavoring issue they got to get rid of that. What's in the Juul that's not tobacco? Like, do they? what's the delivery system for the nicotine? It's a, it's simply steam, as far as I understand. It's sort, it's sort of a, I, I, you know, it's, a, it's of course a chemical, and people are worried that those chemicals might have some long-term effect that we haven't yet identified. But so far, it, it does not look bad. It looks like a, a good alternative to tobacco. And again, I can't emphasize enough, tobacco is the problem, not nicotine. If you are addicted to tobacco, it's because of the nicotine. Get on some other nicotine system, because the nicotine will never harm you. Wow, we have really Who learned knew? something here no today. No idea. This is crazy. Yeah. All right, so here's the simple question that I have for you that I do, really just don't understand. Don't you have to be 18 to buy a Juul just like you do to buy cigarettes? Yeah, yeah I, I think so, but look at the world we live in where you can order stuff online. and yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it just comes to you. Who the hell knows? And so you know, that sort of horse is out of the barn. And, and and, and it is a legit. Again, let's emphasize: it's a legitimate problem. How pervasive vaping is in adolescence. We, it's, it's not. Listen, I, one of the things that bothers me is somebody decided vaping is bad, and, and we don't really even know that yet. Let's be super clear: tobacco is bad. Tobacco is bad. And if if kids are vaping as opposed to smoking, okay, that's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily good. 
But the fear is that they'll go from vaping to tobacco. That's another fear that they're, that's out there, and that is not good. I don't know. It sounds like you work for Big Vape. Right? <laughs> what well, if the you know, they're using it? They're using it for cannabis delivery, too. Like oh, oh, yeah. Now I know why you dig it. Yeah. So, Drew, one of the, uh, we'll let you go in a second here, but one of the articles that I saw, they said that the, uh, the, the general opinion among the high school students is that smoking is not cool. They don't look at people smoking and go, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. But vaping is cool cool so uh, that, exactly, that's why they're exactly. into it so that's exactly right the that's the modern version of smoking and and i you know all things being equal i think we should support the fda in their in their attempt to to curtail it in adolescence but don't confuse that with adult adult use it's very different. okay all right good well we have all learned something here today as always yeah. dr drew is the smartest man on the phone and in the room uh you can listen to him weekdays 7 uh, 790 kabc monday through friday from noon till three the dr drew podcast and live appearances are at his website drdrew.com by the way how was uh i'm sorry how was ken star by the way was that fascinating drew that was fascinating i i didn't realize what an academic pedigree the guy had and uh was he the yeah. prosecutor for the clintons Yes, he was. Okay. And I got to interview him on KBC and, and he was he he didn't come out and say that that we, we should never pursue impeachment. He was saying what he essentially was saying was impeachment is hell. It is. And it's country, terrible. And the country pays a big price for it. And we have to really think hard about it if we ever do it again. It's like divorce. I mean, you are broken yeah. in a lot of ways if you go yeah. through a divorce and an impeachment. All right. I'm sorry. I just had to ask because I don't know when I'll talk to you again. And get the uh, <laughs> uh, phys- physician in the comfort of your own home with the Heal app at the App Store or Google Play. Dr. Drew, have a great week. Thank you, sir. We'll do it again next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie's here with our final look at what's happening. You guys, last hour, we heard new music from Imagine Dragons. Right. How about Weezer releasing a new standalone single? (gasps) All right. I love that. Yes. It's a song um, from the soundtrack of the upcoming Brendan Walter film, Spell, and it's called California Snow. If you see a tear fall, don't worry about me. pretty damn good. All right. Yeah. Weezer is a band that I've always loved. Same. They have had ups and downs, but mm-hmm. they seem to be operating at peak magic right now. Their downs have never been terrible, though. Right. No. Exactly. You know, they're at least good, and yeah. most mm-hmm. of the time, they're great. Yeah. yeah. So excited with all the stuff. And they're so prolific, too. They yeah, don't go right. away for years at a time, man. They keep churning. They made up that song about Africa. So yeah. that was cool. That, that was, was one theirs. Of their, yeah. yeah, that was theirs. For right. Years. Weezer 2020, I think is what we're all saying. Sure. Absolutely. So we've got some James Bond news, you guys. About a month ago, we found out that Danny Boyle was being ousted. He's no longer going to direct the new James Bond film. Mm -hmm. He was having some creative differences with the peeps over there. So, in a statement posted on Twitter, they have confirmed the new director. I mean... It's a little pretty loud. loud okay. Yeah. Of the James Bond 25th big screen outing. Yep. That director will be Freely. And now <laughs> a breaking news bulletin. Well, slow. <laughs> that director has been named, and his name is. And now a breaking news bulletin. Carrie Fukunaga. 
Oh, he or she you, is terrific. Well, Wait, what? you might not recognize Carrie's name, but you might recognize some of his early work. Okay. He, uh, he came to huge acclaim for directing the first series of True Detective. All right. Oh, that right? was so good. That was such a good one. And then in 2015, he helmed the acclaimed Beasts of No Nation. With All right. Idris Elba. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That was also very good. He that was, was intense. Yeah, he was a sadistic warlord, right? Yeah, right. Amazing. And then most recently, he directed Netflix's dark comedy Maniac, which comes out tomorrow. That's the one you're seeing billboards all over L.A. It's that Jonah Hill and amazing. Emma Stone. Yeah, so this guy, all right. he has a pretty good track record is all I'm saying. So they announced that on Twitter and they also confirmed that the film's release date has been pushed back to February 2020. Boo! I know, yeah. It was it was originally a little earlier, but that's, that's okay. We'll be alright. You know What's... how I am with my Bond movies. Oh, like, sure. I, I need them at least once can't, a year. Right. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. How many have you seen now? Three? Uh, two. Two, two. Yeah, okay. I saw Casino Royale and I saw Gold. So you're almost done. Yeah. Almost done. Yeah. Wow. And, and who would have thought I would have loved Goldfinger? Right? That movie was so janky and campy and amazing. Yep. Yeah, I feel like I need to go back and do all of the... We should have told you about You should have told me James Bond yeah, was good, That's first of all. It is totally on you. Yeah, my bad. If anyone would have told me, I would have watched them a lot sooner. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'll be okay. But it's just BS that nobody told me. Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah. Either of you see this write-up on Chevy Chase? I saw a little Not. bit of him slagging SNL. He had yeah. tuned into SNL and thought it was awful. But beyond yeah. that, He's I understand. He's not wrong. He is wrong, first of all. <laughs> and let me tell you something, uh, not to sidetrack you here, but let me tell you something about Saturday Night Live. It's always hit and miss right. throughout its entire history. Mm-hmm. Mostly miss. No. There's a reason it's been on the air for 50 years. Because it has no competition. Because people like it. But what 11.30 I'm, on a Saturday night. Right. What I'm saying is, at any time in its history, you will always find the consensus is, yeah, it used to be better. It doesn't matter what cast I think it is. that's probably the, very true. The cast that you look back at as being the greatest cast ever, believe me, people were at that time were going, yeah, but it used to be better. That's just the history of that show. You bring up a it's great possible. point sure. because he brings up my favorite cast mm. and slags them all. Yeah. Okay. So he basically went off on SNL and he said, I don't want to put Lauren or the cast down, but I'll just say I'm amazed that Lauren has gone so low. I had to watch a little of it, and I just couldn't effing believed it. That means a whole generation of S-heads laughs at the worst effing humor in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, dear. What does he mean? So he said that after the first two years, it went downhill, which is when he was on. Ah. <laughs> so he left in the middle of the second season in 1976. But Cranky. He- he did praise um, former castmates Gilda Radner and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, he calls the funniest guy on the show and the leader Again, of the show. those were from his cast, though. Absolutely. And then he goes on to name check who I thought was some of the best cast. Okay. Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig. He's out of his mind. Here's what he says about Will Ferrell. Just not funny. Makes $25 million a picture. Yeah, because he's really funny. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. Then he says about Tina Fey, I didn't see what all the folderol was about. She was good. She was great. She was amazing, but he doesn't understand what the fuss was. Mm-hmm. Then on Kristen Wiig, she had two things going for her. She had clear-cut chops and she was pretty, 
But what happened to her? Where'd she go? I don't know. She was in a string of hits. I don't... What? And then he said about Eddie Murphy. He said he was funny, but his Stevie Wonder impression was, quote, not that hard for Christ's sake. Your skin's the same color. You just put on some sunglasses and do it. Uh, he's sweet. So, so, he just... so then any impression of your of someone in your own race mm-hmm. is easy. Obviously. Right, sure. I mean, ooh. Yeah, he's, wow. uh, he's a cranky old dude. He is a very cranky old dude. Um, he came back for the uh, 40th anniversary special in 2015. That's the last time he was on. But the last time he hosted was 1997, even though he has asked to come back multiple times, but he's been denied by ah, Lauren Michaels. Hmm. Lauren Michaels told him, quote, you're too old. I said, oh, and Helen Mirren's pretty and young. Oh, my God, you're such a dick. You are such a dick. But here's the quote that I, I read this and I thought he he doesn't get how much people hate him. Yeah. He said, I didn't get it. You're too old. We had many people older than me hosting. What did he mean? I've never understood what he meant because I'd be very good and it would be fun for an audience to see me doing that. Hmm. It's like denying that I was the guy who made the show really go that first year. He, (sighs) I mean, we all know people like this that think they're a lot greater than they are, that they deserve a lot more kudos than they do. But maybe you were just a horrible person to be around and it's easier to cut your losses than have a second of goodness every now and then. Has he forgotten how much the people that he worked with on Community disliked him? Apparently so. I think he may not be aware of any of that. Yeah. But he's really burned a lot of bridges. Well, if, I don't if really his, care. If his goal is to get work, yeah. this interview is not going to help. <laughs> and I feel like Lord Michaels isn't going to go, you know what? Maybe I will have him back. He's right. He would be great. <laughs> My goodness. Sounds like a lot of fun to work with. Yeah. But I I do think you're right about SNL. We all think of our favorite cast members, and then it's been downhill since then. Mm -hmm. Because I think of that with with Will Ferrell. Ferrell? Ferrell? Yep. (laughs) Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch and that crew. I just thought they were so ridiculously good. Well, when people that you love leave, like Jason Sudeikis or Andy Samberg, I mean, there have been so many people that have come and gone that you go, well, the show's never going to recover from that. But right. somehow they usually end up, you know, hiring people that end up being good. I mean, okay. You know, okay. They deserve They're some credit, Kevin. Okay. Some. Who are your favorite SNL? I don't really have favorite really? SNL because I never really watched it because it was oh. always so hit and miss. But mm. here's the problem: when mm. it was a miss, it's horrible. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have your misses come up a little bit so okay. that you can miss and still be fine. But here's what I don't understand: you'll go see the worst movie in the world and you'll say, "Well, if I got four laughs out of it, it was worth it." In my defense, that's absolutely true. Right. A- and Saturday Night Live <laughs> always has at least a couple of sketches that are really good, and then no, there's no, that- no, 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 no. There's some really good points in the sketch. There's no mm-hmm. sketches that are really good front to back. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. Have you seen the Californians? Come on. <gasps> I'm not a uh, big fan. That's all. <sighs> you weren't making that clear. Do you even live here? <laughs> I mean, it's I had to take great. the freeway. It's amazing. <laughs> it's real good. I want to hear you do some more, though. <laughs> yeah, please. You got to get off on the 10. 
Then take the 405 to La Cienega. Oh, it's just funny to Californians in L.A. But still, very funny. Sure. You guys, I want to just tell you about this story because there's a new Batman comic book um, that reveals a new darker side of the Dark Knight. And um, I'm talking about his, his downstairs mix-up. Know I'm what I'm sorry? saying? Well, um, downstairs mix-up. You see Batman's penis revealed in Damned Number 1. It's the first issue, yes, from DC's mature black label imprint. The story follows the, and they say this, the circumcised crusader (laughs) as he grapples with amnesia and tries to solve the Joker's murder. There's going to be two more issues of Damned, so I mean, maybe we can see the batch long more. I mean, is that and something it's given we need? The spotlight it deserves. Well, apparently, DC wasn't really aware that they were going to show that. Uh huh. So they have now censored the Bat Dong in the online versions of the comic. I want to see a comic called Bat Dong. Bat Dong. <laughs> but I mean, if you go to Vice.com, which is where I saw it, you can see a. Uh, the bat signal, you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? We want to see some naked dudes. See? It's true. <laughs> Just saying. I was not prepared this morning to click on a picture of Batman schlong. Well, I mean, how can you be? I mean, I didn't need to blow it up so much, but it's my screensaver. Sure. It's basically what I'm saying. Sure. So birth- okay. Birthdays for you. Ben Shepard, bassist, Soundgarden. John Bernthal, he's an actor. Walking Dead, The Punisher. George R.R. R. Martin. Game of Thrones, prolific man. And of course, one of our favorites from Veep, Entourage, the Brady Bunch movies, and of course, Office Space, it's Gary Cole. That's, oh, that's me. That's, hey, you that's told that. us for two hours. Wow. I know, but you know what? For I had to, two hours. I mean. But, but once I brought on. up the James Bond. And I mean. Hey, next time you bring up Gary Cole, I got a lot of drops. So just give I, me time, I, everybody. I named every single movie left Office Space last. Think he'd, he'd play it then. And right, then he didn't, so then I said, Gary Cole took can another you, pause. Can you say it again? I'm sorry. I missed it, Allie. Whose birthday was One it? One of our favorites from Veep, Entourage, the Brady Bunch movies, The Ring 2, and of course, Office Space. Did you see the memo about this? Gary Cole. Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Who's better than Gary Cole, by He's the way? so amazing. I mean, really. Oh, no oh and I almost forgot. Um... I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday, too. Okay? Thanks. <laughs> I feel like he's also, like, he's in so much, but maybe back in the day you would have seen him, but you wouldn't have known his name, which is an easy way to say it. Or you can do this. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Now, you're a guy who, I don't, I don't know your name. That was a moment with Kevin. That is some good work right oh, there. Magic. And Gary Cole, what did you think about that? Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Okay. <laughs> and that's what's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. here on K-Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We have Keep It 100 because it's Friday. We've got Cheers with Mugs and 7 a.m. Foo Fighters. Join us in studio tomorrow morning. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.